Jesus. And as we continue as your people in forgiving these days, may we continue to grow in love for you, in love for each other, and in love for the lost. We pray that we will see many people in forgiving come to saving faith in Jesus Christ added to your church. Oh Lord our God, we worship you today. Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Well, you all are very welcome. And I do want to thank you for your patience through these past months and for your prayers, for your constant encouragement. And thank you too for your continued caring financially in these months. Thank you for being willing to be here today. And some of you are still thinking a little anxious. And we do hope that you feel at ease to be here today. And tonight on our Sunday services will be here at normal times. And unless, of course, everything changes. But we will be continuing to record and uh, be able to that as we, as we go. And you will find on your chairs this morning and these little cups and they are articles, so please show and eat them until they approve your time. And we're going to use these for communion. And there are two things on them, so maybe you only need to put them ourselves and they also have a substance. The first day is the bread and the second one then is the wine that so we'll be there in there. And just another nice one if you brought offering this morning. And there's a box on the table on the way out. Please just leave it in the box on your way out. And again, as, as we've encouraged you before, if you're able to give online, this is really, really helpful to us. So please do that if you're unsure about that, speak to myself or ours. I think um, if we give a prize to the most productive um, folks from the Grand Baptist over lockdown,
And we pray that the wind will carry them and we will be able to see. We tell them up on the faith and they must see. And we just thank you for the opportunity to leave us today and to the best that you will have with them. So we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we come again this morning to First Peter. So if you have a Bible, please be turned there with me. You will know that the three past months I can't do it all for our teaching plan was that self-consequential element of stability and security during the past three months. But this morning we are first Peter chapter four and verse twelve through nineteen. First Peter chapter four and beginning at verse twelve. And this is God's word. Beloved, do not be surprised at the very trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted in the name of Christ, you are blessed. Because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or a thief, or an evildoer, or as a member. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin in the household of God. And if it begins with us, it will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God. And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. That's very together. Our Father and God, we thank you for the privilege and of meeting our your words. And again, Father, we ask that by your spirit you will speak to us, we will bring truth to your minds and to your hearts. And you show us Christ again, and that we will be changed by your truth this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, the last time we met at this was on the 15th of March, where it's hard to believe it has been that long. And since then, we have had the words "sentient," "protected NHS," and "save lives." They have been firmly fixed on our minds. We could say it has been the mantra through lockdown. Now you have to forgive me, but I'm going to take these words this morning and rework them a little bit for First Peter. And here's going to be our phrases this morning. Suffering, protect the name of Christ, save lives. I wonder what is your expectation of the Christian life? Do we expect the Christian life to be one of relaxation in mind and peace and 
body. It gives us some sort of tranquility amongst a busy and active world. Or do we expect because we have God on our side, well, we get much more of what we want in them? Perhaps relationally, financially, we may even have a sense of power and status about us. Christianity will enable you to be the person you want to be. We expect that Christian life will bring us health. We expect that Christian life will bring us suffering. Because in our dream, we expect suffering to continue suffering, to stay suffering. It seems to be when suffering comes as a Christian, we are often baffled by it. Surely this couldn't be the Lord's plan. And yet here says, Beloved, do not be surprised at our trial when it comes upon you to test you. It's not something strange were happening to you. The third trial here does not refer to the intensity of suffering, but as we thought about in chapter 1, fire in the sense of refining purified. Trials and suffering, God uses in proof our faith is genuine to sacrifice. As Christians, we should expect suffering. Suffering in general, and specifically suffering because we are a Christian, but we should go here. Don't be surprised. Okay, this, this is not strange. This is the expectation. Now, Peter isn't saying go out and try to find suffering as much of it as you can, but neither is he saying run from it. But he's saying have a realistic expectation of the Christian life. He says, verse 13, but rejoice insofar as you share in Christ's sufferings. And again, we see. Christ's pattern will be our pattern. He is our example. Jesus Christ came to earth. He suffered isolation, rejection. He suffered cruel death. And Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, suffered when living on earth. Why should we expect anything Remember John 17, Jesus was praying to his Father, and he said, The hour has come, glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. And the hour was for Jesus' death, the time had come for his death, and it was through his suffering on the cross that he would be glorified, raised from death, and returned to heaven. Father's right hand. And so Peter says, rejoice, not in pain itself, but your suffering for Christ shows you are united to him, and so your suffering proves you will one day rejoice in his glory. When Christ is revealed, when we see him as he is, when we know the fullness of his presence, when we know life no suffering. For now, stay suffering. 
protect the kingdom of Christ. Verse 14, if you are insulted to the name of Christ, you are blessed because the Spirit of God rests upon you. In Luke 6, in his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, and revile and spurn your name on account of the Son of Man. And then just after that, Jesus pronounces woes. And then just after that, Jesus pronounces woes. And he says, Luke 6, 26, he says, Woe to you when all people speak. Well, because who their fathers did to false prophets. You see, if we are a Christian, and if we are speaking about Christ, and if we are living as Christ wants us to live, we will at some point or other be consulted for this. And as we suffer for the name of Christ, also yet in small ways, in comparison to others around our world, but as we suffer for the name of Christ, there is a unique opportunity for us to experience power in the presence of God in a special way. As Peter says, the first glory of God rests upon you. And we say too that is true of suffering in general, there is a unique opportunity for you to experience the power and the presence of God in a special way. Then Peter says, he says, don't be suffering because of your own sin, verse 15. Okay, we've all suffered as a consequence of our own sin at certain times. But Peter says, this isn't what I'm talking about. But yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that day. Remember in Acts 5, and we have referred to this before in First Peter. Peter and the other apostles, they were brought before the council and they were charged not to speak in the name of Jesus. But Peter and the other apostles, of course they refused to do this. And we read on, and eventually the council beat them they charged them again not to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. And we read in Acts 5, verse 41, they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were worthy to suffer dishonor for the kingdom. And I think how often do we protect our own name before we protect the name of Christ. Peter says, when we suffer for the name of Christ, we are blessed rather than it. It brings us no shame, but gives glory to God. We're not surprised, but we have a joy when trials come. Their suffering, protect the name of Christ, Save lives. Peter goes on, verse 17. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what 
the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God. And if the righteous are scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and sinner? And the word judgment here means to give an approval. As these believers are tested through suffering, this is the means by which God judges them, the means by which we know who are truly the Lord's. And those who are truly the Lord's, they will be saved on the last day. The righteous will be sparsely saved, or a more helpful translation is, the righteous will be saved with difficulty. Final salvation and glory will come through spirit. What will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? What will become of the ungodly and sinner? Let it be just by God. By God's creation from God. As we endure under suffering, following this so much, this is the means by which others will come to question the post virus against to say the So therefore, Peter says, verse 19, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while leaving his. See, with the suffering these believers had received, Peter didn't want them to forget who they were or what their purpose was. Because the risk was that they would become so focused on how they were being treated that this would consume them rather than being true with the gospel and what that means for them now and in the future. So Peter says, entrust your souls to God. Faithful to you. Trust God with your soul. You are united to Christ of your soul. You are united to Christ. And until you receive full salvation, keep doing good. Keep allowing others to see your good deeds. Stay suffering. Protect the name of Christ, save lives with yourself and others, as Paul said to Timothy. And you know, in the past few months that, that we have all experienced, I think the rest is the same for us, that, that we actually can forget who we are, and we forget what our purpose as a local church is here, placed in Brigham. May we entrust ourselves to God, a faithful creator, and keep doing good. May we keep loving God. May we keep loving each other. May we keep loving the Lord. Keep speaking about and protecting the name of Christ. May we keep praying that lives will be seen. Because people will often ask, how can God allow 
Why does suffering happen? Elliot Arcee's rule, he often had a way of knocking us right back into perspective. And he said the question we should be asking is why there is not more suffering. The God is holy and perfect. He is just. He is creator of all. We are his creatures. We are mankind. We have rejected him. We have sinned against him. Surely it is right that God should punish us. We should experience something of suffering through his punishment. But yet the wonder of Esther is why this God, creator of all, who comes of this world in just Christ. We live knowing suffering himself and then die in excruciating death in our place, taking God's just anger and wrath and condemnation so we can rejoice in the hope of one day being saved and free from suffering. You see, the very foundation of our faith is suffering. Jesus Christ crucified. We preach that unashamedly. And for all eternity, we will sing to the Lamb who was slain, the Lamb who suffered for us. I think of anything I have missed more these past few months is the blessing of remembering the suffering of Christ together by the whole communion of the Lord's people. And we're going to do that just now. Paul is going to play a song for us, one that we've done past the week. And just use it as a to listen to the reflect on the suffering of Christ on our behalf. And you will share in the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 